Hello, hello. Hi, Matt. Welcome to Generation Elect, episode three here. So, some things to talk about on today's show. Um, we have George H.W. Bush dying, and we'll reflect on his legacy. We have uh, new, new stuff on the Mueller investigation and the collusion. Let's see how that goes. And finally, looking abroad, there are some big protests in France. So, yeah, every podcast, it seems we have a lot of stories. I feel <laughs> yeah. like... I feel like one of these days there'll be one without any stories, but I guess in the Trump administration, headlines keep coming up. So, yeah, how are you, Matt? I am good. Said with some mediocrity, (laughs) moderation, but glad to hear it. Um, So, yeah, I guess our first topic of the night is uh, George H.W. Bush, the 41st president of the United States, dying sometime between Friday night and Saturday morning. He... uh, was a one-term president, defeated by Bill Clinton in 2000. No, sorry, 1992. And, um, yeah, he uh, guided the U.S. through a tumultuous time in world politics. What do you make overall of his legacy? He was a great man. He's, from what I'm looking at, he's the only president since... uh, He's like this... One of only two presidents that ever served as vice president and president. He's the yeah. only president. He's he was again. He was VP for Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the only president that also gave son birth. Gave birth. Had a child who became a president. Um, John Adams, John Quincy Adams. Yes. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, um, George W. But George H. W. Bush led a led a very political life. And I doubt that in our lifetimes we'll ever see a president more experienced than him. I mean, he was director to, he was the envoy to China. He was head of the UN. He was vice president. He was head of the CIA. He was president. He was everything a politician could be. And I think now and now when experience is kind of viewed as a bad thing and the next presidents, um, like Donald Trump had no experience, Obama had little experience and future presidents will have little to none experience. I feel like he's going to be the most most experienced president we've ever seen. And I think that yes. is a good thing from, from a political standpoint. Yeah. So, he, yeah. Yeah. No, no, you go. Well, yeah, overall, I think he was also a very gracious, good man, too. Yes. Guy that I re- Guy that I could respect, even though I didn't agree with him completely 100% on everything. He was... He was one of those moderate Republicans that they're he kind that of are got, dying. He basically yes, yeah, sadly that he got dying, yeah. basically kicked out of his own party. He mm-hmm. and he's an amazing man. It's a loss to this nation and the world. Yeah, he was very influential. I'm sure in every everything he did very experienced. I mean, he did, he did some very good things. He guided the U.S. through when the Berlin Wall fell, big surprise, Soviet Union fell, another big surprise. So he guided them through that. And He, um, helped, he helped cause the de-armament of Russia and America with strategic arms. He, yeah, and I, th- I think that steady, safe hand is what you want from a president. You know, being able to control and manage the nation effectively. And he did just that. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, um, George H.W. Bush, many Republicans, of course, like, heaping praise on him, did great. And, of course, with the Democrats, like, 
that's what they've been doing. People like Bernie Sanders have been tweeting stuff, very cliche, very basic. George H.W. Bush was a man who loved his country. Condolences to the Bush family. And uh, surprisingly, um, people on Twitter responded to him. and were, They were like, no, don't do that. Don't say, don't say that stuff like that. What's your position on um? Shouldn't everyone be kind of gracious at this moment since he just died? Like, yes. And like another thing that happened on Twitter is remember uh, his dog, his service dog, was yeah. at all pictures with the coffin and at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham, like, absolutely slammed the dog on this newsletter called Slate. Yeah, that's right. it's she's getting absolute backlash for criticizing his service dog. So, I'm not sure. Maybe there's more context in there. I'm not sure why she criticized the dog, but um, because I guess, like yeah, like taking a picture in front of the coffin. You all, it's a, the dog is lazy. How well would the dog even know? Bush only being there six months since his wife died, mm-hmm. and the dog wouldn't care if he died. That's that's interesting. Yeah. But like back back to people um what was it? People. Another yeah, another big uh, another big top uh, news pundit said like said he was very critical of George H. W. Bush in the past, but he said on the day after he died, like he was a good man, he praised him and then back same Bernie Sanders thing, people are like, Why did you say that? So like is it always a pr- I guess this conversation doesn't pertain to George H. W. Bush because I'm not I'm not including him in this conversation because I think he was a good guy, did good things, and overall had a good legacy. But when people like I don't know Donald Trump die, very controversial figure, are people who opposed him supposed to go on and say Donald Trump was a man who loved this country and like condolences to the Trump family? Will people be saying that to everyone? I can't. I can't give a definite answer on that um, because Trump hasn't finished his term. And, let me make it. Let me make it more yeah. specific. Like people who had people who did bad things in uh, in their people who did bad politicians and public figures who did bad things in their life. Is everyone supposed to go on and say like this was a great guy who had a great passion like that kind of stuff, or like is there a time to like? not say anything bad about somebody? I don't know. He will and be respected when he died because he was the president of the United States. Whether it's your opinion or not, it's like he was, say, a hero for at least half the U.S. The, US, mm. the people who voted him in. He made yeah. a difference no matter what. Yeah, definitely a difference. But I don't... Back- uh, just, just just asserting that this conversation doesn't like relate to George W. George H. W. Bush. He was a great guy. He will be missed. He contributed a lot to America, and uh, definitely uh, condolences to the Bush family because a great U.S. president was um, lost this weekend. So moving on to the next topic and the headline topic here, it's um, the Russia investigation takes another turn. M- Michael Cohen, uh, Trump's personal lawyer, pleads guilty to charges of perjury. And uh, admits that Trump did have some communication with Russia over building a Trump Tower there, and that Russians did meet in Trump Tower. So this is all like a huge mess. What do you? What's your take on it? Uh, Trump, Trump's 
friends, allies, whatever you want to call them. His his ploy is is falling apart. Yeah, it is. Manafort is saying that he will start indicting other other people. He is to the point where he will no longer hold back. It's all going down. And I think at this point, it's senseless to deny that there. It's senseless to deny that there was something. Whether it's yes. Yeah, there was definitely something going on there. And I mean, you see Michael Cohen saying, yeah, Trump did uh, did explore building a real estate deal in Russia. And they uh, used the penthouse for Vladimir Putin, I guess, as a bribe, apparently. Did you hear about that? Yes, the Trump Tower in, in Moscow. Would have a penthouse for Putin. And then it's going to Manafort, who um, did say that there was a meeting in Trump Tower between Russian lawyers who promised dirt on Hillary Clinton to win the election. And at this point, you just got to say, like, there was something going on. Yeah, Yeah. and it's almost funny, going back to the emails with Hillary Clinton, did you hear the thing about uh, she's also using a private email server on using the White House? Yeah. And she's being, like, interviewed on that because her dad is, like, slamming... Hillary, but she did the same exact thing. It's such a like, double standard. It's such a double standard. Yeah, it really is. And then, and then all her quotes, everything she said, almost exactly mirrored what Hillary answered with when she was yeah. interviewed about it. And then Hillary Clinton, um, you know that Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, released Hillary Clinton's email on his controversial website. It's now been uh, revealed that another Trump uh, ally, Roger Stone met with Julian Assange about these Hillary Clinton emails. And you just gotta say that this was some foreign interference um, colluding with the Trump administration to help tip this election in the balance to Trump. So where does it go from here? Is impeachment, I mean, it might be too early to bring this up, but is impeachment a definite possibility in the coming weeks, months? If impeachment were to happen, I'm guessing it would happen within the next year. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I want to say it's going to happen, but it feels like with the current state of Congress, it's most likely, even if we, if even if he, Mueller, is able to indict Trump, would it even pass with most of Congress? You would have to convince most no, of the would, Republican party. There would be 53 Republicans yes. still vying for Donald Trump. And I guess that's the, that's the blind that's, following that he's put. I mean, someone like John McCain would not would yes, vote to get what? Trump out. Someone like him. And it's a shame that we've lost those leaders. Who've, and, um, yeah. and, and in the last, in the recent midterm, all of the Republicans that criticized Trump they lost out of office and it's just more trumpian and you can't deny that like if trump did like an impeachment trial he he would not be impeached i don't think he would be impeached until the democrats control congress so impeachment like is a definite possibility um but it's a possibility but i doubt it's gonna happen are are quite a doubt and um I don't think the Mueller investigation is done yet. I think they've got so much more. I mean, Michael Flynn will speak, who was indicted, will speak on Friday, revealing more. There's uh, rumors about Donald Trump Jr. getting indicted. 
and then and that would be such a such a bombshell there because yeah. what we know what we know about this meeting in trump tower it's growing and growing and like um where do we go from here is does Mueller have more up his sleeve is we'll take more i i bet he has a lot more up this up his sleeve but that he hasn't revealed yet oh of course and there's so much there's so much dirt on donald trump there's so much on everyone else in that whole little uh gang of his that um really really just like you know that at some point they're going to get busted they will su- yeah. at some point and um i don't think they can continue to get away with it it's a proven fact that russia meddled in our election and it's getting more likely more co- we're getting more confident that trump trump's uh, inner circle communicated with it to them can i get any more clear than this like i don't know it's like guaranteed at this point. It's it's already pretty clear that relations within Russia with Russia are extremely high, and it's only even more suspicious with the Trump Tower in Moscow, the penthouse to Putin. You know, yeah, no, it was a full a full Trump Tower, basically New York City all over again in Moscow. Yeah, it's um, it's getting crazy, and one day. One day Mueller will uh, be done writing his report. We thought that would be last year. We don't know where, when it's going to end, but it's closing in on Trump, and Trump is sweating and doesn't know where to go. So we can guarantee you, this is 100% guarantee that we will talk about this more. On my, qu- my question is, yeah? did Trump even know where he was going in the first place? What do you mean? <laughs> you say he has nowhere to go, but he's hasn't been going anywhere in the first place. Well, I don't think in initially didn't run for president to win. He ran for oh, president. Oh no, no, no. He yeah, ran for president that's... to get attention and he wanted to curve that attention into building a Trump Tower in Moscow. So now that he's won, it's just like hmm, I did that bad stuff. How do I get out of it? Yeah. Like, you know? Yes. So Trump, uh, it's completely directionless. They're, it's damage control at, the, at this point for his inner circle. And you just wonder that day where Trump finally gets tattled on by Robert Mueller. I don't know. But yeah. more to come on this. A lot more to come, I'm sure. Our next so, topic yeah. is the fuel tax in France and how just like yesterday... Was it or today? It was yesterday or today that um, it got moved back six months. It was canceled. Yes. Yeah. After it, a f- four-week protest, was it? Three yeah, weeks? with seventy percent of France um, either participating or agreeing with the protest, which is huge number. So, what's your what's your take on this whole fuel tax? Maybe give the audience a bit of context about what this was, what this was for. You know. So. Macron basically increased the tax heavily on fuel for the entirety of France. And so... To combat global warming, right? To combat global warming. But when it's that, the tax, if you have to understand, it's basically take your gasoline, just add a couple more dollars onto it per gallon for tax. Sure, and, it's stopping global warming, but 
it's you're going to be outraged. It's definitely a big price increase, and you just wonder whether it would have been a better option for Macron just to fine or raise a tax or tax the oil companies, the big oil corporations. Yeah. But that's what uh, Macron really has been criticized for, being a big bureaucrat out of touch with the normal population of France. And I think bringing it down on the middle class who need cars to go places, it's, um, it's a low move from him and one that his approval rating is like 20%, I believe now, because of this. Yeah. I, and I love Macron. I love what he stands for. But I think he's great. Yeah. It's... I, I want to say it's a big mistake, but I understand it because the UN put out a statement saying if we don't stop emissions by a certain percentage within like around 12 years, uh, huge climate change will happen within 60 and it, we're past the point where we can come back from it. Yeah, I, I think we are past the point where we come back to it and drastic times take drastic measures, but maybe Macron didn't make the exact right move there. I mean, the guy's in a very tough situation because you tax the oil companies, all those companies come down on you and you might lose in re-election because they won't support and donate to you or you tax, or you tax the fuel and you've got 70% of France mad at you. So yeah. it's really a lose-lose for him and he's been in power in a time, very conflict, conflict time. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But um, it is. yeah, anything else? Uh, George W. George H. W. Bush, uh, collusion and um, uh, Macron that you want to raise up or talk about? I don't believe so. Yeah. What about what? One topic I want to hear from you real quick is mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the recent G twenty? G the G twenty summit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, uh, it's interesting seeing uh, Trump interact with all the other world leaders around there. And uh, did you see Vladimir Putin high-five the Saudi Arabian, uh, who's, who's the guy, the great reformer, who uh, yeah. supposedly killed Khashoggi? They high-fived each other. And everyone's just yes. like, wait a second, why is he high-fiving him? Like, good job killing journalists, man. Like, I don't know. But, like, what I'm suspicious about it is it's the Middle East has its own little Cold War right now. Oh, yeah. In between Iran and Saudi Arabia, backing rebel uh, terrorist groups, ter- rebels in multiple countries, Yemen, Iraq, it's every- everywhere. But I'm questioning this because Putin has, Russia has been backing Iran, and we have been backing, as America, have been backing Saudi Arabia to we combat gotta, Russia. Yeah, we got to... We maybe could stop backing Saudi Arabia. We talked about this last episode. whole Khashoggi saga. I mean, wouldn't that be a perfect way of letting it know? Letting Saudi Arabia know that, like, that wasn't right to do it? Like, stop backing them? Yeah. Wouldn't that be a good... I don't know. Ru- Russia has been known to make extremely controversial moves. It's <laughs> That's been an understatement. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's been like that ever since, like, World War One. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So G20, I mean, Macron came home early from that because of all that French chaos. Trump's, I believe, is still there um, interacting with all the world leaders. And um, 
it's just interesting to see how the world is run nowadays. So, yeah, thanks for joining us on Generation Elect, the third episode here. And I hope you'd enjoy it. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to our Instagram, at Generation Elect. And if there's ever a question about politics or about the world that you want us to answer, just uh, let us know somehow, and we'll definitely answer it on the pod. So, yeah, thanks. Have a good one. Bye.